0: Welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's guest because i am always been fascinated with digital marketing, internet marketing, SEO. So we're going to talk about local SEO and how it inter- intersects with AI and how businesses should approach content marketing. And with that, I've got Sydney Stevenson. She's a seasoned small business marketing strategist, and she's helping small businesses thrive in competitive markets helping them develop strong personal brands, and I'm really excited to welcome her to the show. So welcome, Sydney.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, kind of tell people, you know, your story, and you are the co-owner of Mainstream Marketing and what you guys do.
1: Yeah, so I guess I'll start off by saying this. Um, Small business is something that's really near and dear to my heart. Um, My father is a small business owner, um, and so I kind of grew up in that environment of, having a parent that was kind of you know doing and building his own thing and um long story short fast forward to when i was just finishing up college i had just finished my coursework and i was sort of looking at what do i want to do with my life and i ended up working at a digital marketing agency that was in my hometown um, and they specialized in small business marketing but specifically as it related to the home service industry. And so I kind of, that's sort of where I got my start Um, and, you know, really just focusing on SEO content for, you know, plumbers, electricians, that kind of a thing. Um, And really just grew from there. Um, After working at that agency, I went on to work at a digital marketing agency that specialized in the healthcare field. So I worked on SEO for you know, endocrinologists and med spas and all these kinds of different practices. And, you know, it really just broadened my horizons as far as, you know, being a digital marketing specialist and understanding, you know, really what it means to understand an industry and really, you know, what the value is in that as the SEO specialist. Um, and so fast forward to now, I, yes, as you said, I am a, partner and co-owner at Main Street Marketing. Um, And that was something that we, my business partner and I came together to do because we really both are just super passionate about small businesses and helping them be seen and thrive and succeed in their markets. And so that really is my entire goal. And so that is why we're here today.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I love that. And um, so kind of like in um, before, ChatGPT came on uh, earlier this or or late last year yeah. Um, and uh, everybody was saying like blogging is dead, uh, SEO is dead and you know people were saying you know concentrate on the social media platforms you know beat the algorithms Um, but you know actually what I've seen is um, talk about how businesses should be approaching content marketing these days.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that you mention ChatGPT and kind of the advent of AI as it relates to content marketing because yeah, that happened I believe end of November of 2022. And so it's new, but it also feels like it's been around for a long time just based on how quickly so many agencies and even independent digital marketing specialists and business owners have adopted it. Um and so what I would say is it's, it's interesting that people were saying before that that blogging is dead and SEO is dead because if anything, I feel like the opportunity is there, if not even greater, but it will look a little bit different in the future. And mm-hmm. I see that for a couple of reasons. Number one, just from the content perspective... Um, I can tell you when I first started in this industry, when I had to create blogs and I had to come up with um, social posts to go on our clients' Google business profiles or GMBs, as they were called at the time, I had to write all that by hand. <laughs> and so it took a lot of time. It was very you know, labor intensive to create that volume of content that we needed. And so me as the junior SEO specialist, I spent probably 70 to 80% of my day just creating content some days. Now, with ChatGPT, with Jasper, with Writer, all these other AI tools, I can create the volume of content that was taking me upwards of six to eight hours to produce four years ago, and I can do that in an hour, maybe two, depending on how complex the topic is. But yeah, um, the reason why I bring this up is because what we're seeing is on the one hand yes content is a big part of seo and now with ai you can create more content in less time which is great however every other business can do that as well so the question now becomes how do you make your content stand out you know you could look up virtually any search query you can think of and i would be willing to bet there's already content out there about it You know, we're talking like hundreds of thousands of articles even. And so really, um, when people say SEO is dead, I don't know if I would say that. What I would say is it probably will look a little bit different because now anybody can put in any topic in ChatGPT and say, write me a thousand word blog post about blank. Um, And everybody else can do the same. So really, I think what the competition is going to look like in the coming years is really thought leadership. You know, everybody is talking about this topic. How does your content stand out? What is different about the perspective that you're offering? How does that establish you as an authority? How are you adding something new to the conversation? Um, And so that's one thing that I think, you know, doctors and just business owners of all kinds should really be thinking about in this period, because, you know, I feel like a lot of us in this industry are really so hyped up about, oh, my gosh, ChatGPT, I can make so much more content in less time. Um, But I really do think it will be a question of whose content is the most valuable and the most competitive as we move forward. And then the other thing as it relates to just AI and all these different tools that we have, we... What we're seeing is people are not only using these tools now to create content, they're also starting to look to these tools for answers. So, whereas back in the day, you would go to yellow pages to search for, you know, let's say general doctor near me, you know, five years ago, it was you went to Google for that. And a lot of people are still going to Google for things. Do not get me wrong. But where I and where I think a lot of digital marketing specialists are also seeing this going is, you know, five to 10 years from now, it might be the default that people might go to chat GPT and search for, you know, who's the best endocrine specialist near me? What is the best med spa for, you know, Botox near me? Um, And so they might be leveraging these AI tools to find answers rather than just, I think what a lot of people are thinking about right now, which is the content creation perspective. And I think that sort of changes the SEO, the SEO game a little bit too because now not only are you typing in something and you're just getting pages and pages and pages of results, these AI tools are going to scour the internet. They're gonna find what they believe to be the best result and that's all they're gonna put in front of you. So I kind of see it you know, pulling two levers here in a way.
0: Interesting. And when you say pulling two levers, what do you mean or how so?
1: Yeah, so I mean, number one, from the content creation perspective, and also just the way it's going to change how we search for things. Mm -hmm. um, I think both of those are really going to be significant as far as the implications of AI in digital marketing and SEO specifically.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because uh, you know before twenty twenty three, blogging and SEO um, that wasn't really my main focus. But then I was I realized you know because these algorithms like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and you know TikTok they shadow ban like basically they don't really overtly but they kind of just if it's not something that with the algo they'll kind of like put lower priority. And the you know it's like the same thing with search is like if people can't find you. And, you know, especially with SEO and these um, like Google, um, they're actually matching people that it's a buyer and seller. Yeah, you're selling info and content and there's buyers, you know, know, with their attention, their time. And so, you know, SEO is like, and especially with data analytics and um, now AI, because chat GPT, now you can, what you're talking about was scaling quantity, like basically you can scale it and um, these AIs are basically commoditizing mental labor, much like, machines commoditize physical labor. So now it's like, who's more creative and who's more innovative and who has a different slant on things. Um, So which is quite interesting you talk about also this you know i love this idea because you know i'll go to chat gpt and i can just put in like like for example like a sitcom or a show and then i just put like the character name and kind of a question and then you know it automatically knows what show you're talking about and whereas google you do the same thing and just basically li- gives you a list of websites which is wasn't like chat gpt like compiles it and you know assimilates it which is very powerful
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah. And then, uh, you know, it's like talking just like 10x the output. Um, so kind of talk about what is uh, you talk about this idea of um, local SEO. Uh, what uh, That's an interesting term. And what should business owners know?
1: Yeah. So I guess first we'll start off with SEO, because um, that's really the overall topic here. SEO, there are a lot of different definitions you can find. What How I explain it is it's the process of telling number one, it's the process of telling Google what your site is about and building authority to make Google care about what you're talking about. So kind of two different things working together here. Um, On the authority, I guess, leg of that, we could say, um, it's really all about how much does Google trust your site? You know, very much like you would probably trust a you know, let's say physician's office, if they had 100 people reviewing them, and they're featured in all these different local magazines, and everybody's talking about them, you'd probably trust them a little bit more than, you know, a brand new practice that has really no kind of credibility, no references about it anywhere else in the community. Well, Google works the same way. So really, as far as the the authority aspect of it, you really want to think about how many sites are referencing your site, how many, because what that signals to Google is other people, other websites are finding this site valuable. Um, And so that really kind of builds you as that authority. Now, on the other side of it, there's the content. And really what I always tell my clients is literally all it is, is telling Google what your site is about. Um, I always say, Google cannot read your mind. Google does not know anything more about your practice than exactly what you tell it. So, I mean, really think about like, What is my business about? How do I articulate that? And really build enough content around it that Google understands it. Um, And then also think about it from the user perspective. When somebody lands on my site, what is the question that they're looking to answer? What is the problem that they're looking to solve? And how much of those questions can I answer on my website? So that's sort of SEO in a nutshell. Now, moving into local SEO, it's the exact same thing, except now we have the additional factor of... Proximity. So, whereas SEO is just sort of this gigantic thing where Google is scouring websites on the internet from every corner of the earth, local SEO is okay. So, now we have this question that someone's looking to answer. Now we have this problem that someone's looking to solve, but they're in a particular geographic area. So, now Google is pulling results from that specific area. And so, really, the big thing here is how do you articulate? And, you know, a lot of that you kind of can't control. Like, obviously your business is located where it's located, but let's say you have, you know, a specific, like a larger geographic area that you service. So, you know, for me, I'm based in the Chicago suburbs. Um, so you could really speak to, like, we have we have patients coming in from, and then, you know, really list where do your patients come from? Um, and then also from the perspective of Google Maps, if you have a Google business profile, which, in my opinion, you absolutely should, Um, really being specific about, you know, this is my location, because what Google will do is when somebody searches for a service that you offer, they're going to take that query, and they're also going to ping their location. So some people will search for, you know, let's say, dietitian in Chicago, Illinois, some people will just be in Chicago, Illinois and search for dietitian near me. Um, And so really having your business address there is really going to be the biggest thing that signals proximity to Google, but also having those location-based keywords in your content, on your site. Um, And, you know, if you have a service area, really being specific about what areas you serve, how far your radiuses, all those kinds of things will kind of play into how you get more relevant at the local level so that Google will know to send customers in your proximity to your business. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Cause um like my like my sister in law for my niece's birthday, you know, she looked for um, you know, birthday cakes. She went onto Instagram and kind of looked for and then there's an option where you can search for people selling birthday cakes in that location. Um which is uh, quite interesting. It sounds like these features, like especially like TikTok and TikTok, you can if you put a post, you can you can tag a location so that people in that location, if they're looking for that product or service, you know, your post or your content comes up, um, which is interesting. I, so it kind of sounds like you know for local SEO, there's just like features and options within the platforms that you like, for example, Yelp or Google. Um, you know, especially when you're looking for restaurants or places to eat or things like that. One thing that's interesting that I haven't heard much people talk about is, for example, podcasts, right? So podcasts is like, you know, you can have it on YouTube, but you can have, actually have it on like on Spotify and Anchor. Is there like, is there podcast SEO right now? Because that that's more people I talk to, they don't really understand podcast SEO or, or, or um, how Google is using SEO from the podcast to kind of rank uh, shows or information and all of that.
1: Yeah, so that's an interesting question. And I will just be transparent and say, I am not an expert in podcast SEO. Um, yeah. What I would say is, so are you referring to, let's say like, There's a business owner and they have a podcast and they're trying to get it in front of the right people that they're trying to. Okay. So what I would say is, you know, like I said, full transparency, not a podcast SEO, (laughs) but what I can say is that the principles of SEO are similar regardless of what platform that you're on. So if I were to take a stab at it, I would say, you know, start off the same place that you would start if you were trying to optimize a website to rank for a certain keyword, Are you including those keywords in your description? Is it in your title? Because again, you know, let's say somebody is searching for, you know, let's say podcasts for doctors, how is, you know, Apple podcasts, how is Spotify going to know that you're a podcast for doctors unless you say somewhere in your content that it's also, um, I think another thing that would likely be big here is also this concept of topical authority, um, which ties into regular SEO as well. It applies for that too. Um, but topical authority is basically a fancy way of saying, well, how many subtopics, subtopics about this larger topic does your entity cover? So let's say for me, I'm a digital marketing specialist. If I were to have a podcast about digital marketing, so I can say, you know, in my, I can name my show, digital marketing podcast. Okay, perfect. But now what are some topics that commonly come up in the digital marketing space that if I really were an expert on digital marketing, I should be talking about? Well, SEO, number one, um, I could talk about Google ads. I could talk about websites, I could talk about conversion rate optimization. So really just thinking about, you know, I have this topic that I want to be discovered for, what are the soft topics under that? Because that's really going to signal, okay, like, this is what this show talks about on a regular basis. And it kind of these platforms will kind of get the idea as to like, what it is the general theme or topic of your show is about. So I would say, Number one, keyword implementation, like I said, and also just sort of building those topical maps around whatever it is that your top, your show is about, if I had to guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. <clears throat> I'm sure podcast SEO is going to be because, um, you know, like I said, I'm always looking at the next thing. And it, it's interesting because basically, you know, what you're describing is this basically this um, social credibility score. Because now everybody's online and they have this presence. So, you know, the, if you're creating content and really good and people like it, if you're an expert, you know, um, it's kind of creating this social uh, credibility in which it allows, you know, creators and, you know, businesses to thrive. Um, I really enjoyed this discussion. So kind of talk about um, this, uh, how people can contact you, follow you, uh, reach out to you um, and, you know, check out your work and et cetera.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um I am on LinkedIn, um Main Street Marketing. Our website is vrmainstreet.com, we w e a r e mainstreet.com. And that's where you can find all of our digital marketing insights. We post new content all the time. Um, If you're just looking to learn or explore, um, we also have a quiz on the site that you'll see when you get there. Um, If you are, you know, new to this whole digital marketing thing and you're maybe confused as to like, where do I even start? Um, You can take that quiz and it'll kind of give you some direction as far as like where you should start, whether it's, you know, redesigning, redoing some things on your website, whether it's SEO, whether it's Google ads, you know, whatever would kind of be the best fit for your needs. Um, And yes, that is about it.
0: Yeah, nice. And uh, yeah, check it out. Um, Check out wearemainstreet.com. It's got a really interesting and uh, like I said, SEO, especially with data analytics and AI is going to be very powerful. Um, And you can do it through blogs and then kind of expand out there. Um, all of Sydney's resources will be in the links and show notes. Be sure to follow her on all the social media. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was great.
0: looks like pause. Hold on for a second. Um, looks like it's, uh, just one.